0: I'm so happy. Five o'clock hour. Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Got a national championship going on above our heads right now. And what I mean by that, the TV's above our head. 7 nothing Michigan. Washington currently driving on Michigan's side of the field. Uh, but we, and here's some news, uh, some, some San Diegan news. Um, guard Mikey Williams out of. Out of here in San Diego he's headed to Memphis he has jumped into the portal um you might remember I think last month his case was uh I believe settled and he it was, was a messy it was situation it was but it turned it, at, at, when it was done it was done it was done so and, let's move on and he had a chance to it sounded like things were starting to move in terms of him getting on a court in Memphis. He is elected at that point to get in the portal. We uh-huh. don't know why. Okay. We'll keep you updated on that. Padre news, uh, at least from uh, Bob Nightingale. He doesn't feel like uh, the Padres are going to do very much more as it pertains to free agency. Um, as he put it, uh, they don't offer anyone more than $5 million a year the rest of the winter, trying to spread out the remaining $20 million in their budget to fill out about six different positions. In his words, the World Series aspirations have melted into the goal of merely qualifying as a wild card contender. Yeah.
1: And he says that as if that's a horrible negative. And I don't really believe it is. I, I think the Padres have to, in a lot of ways, be thinking about trying to get a wild card. I mean, the Dodgers are spending a billion dollars. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I mean, who's, trying to, who's going to try to keep up with that? Are you going to tell me the Diamondbacks are thinking of anything other than a wild card? The Giants are going to be thinking of anything other than a wild card? Obviously, you're going to try to win the division, but realistically, the wild card is what's going to be there when you're going up against a team spending a billion dollars.
0: But that's okay because the team that wins the wild card goes the World Series every year anyway. That's a fact. We've seen that <laughs> the last two seasons. Uh, I, I would say this: with the Padres, were the big spenders going out there? Didn't seem like anybody else was settling for, for no, wild cards right. at that point. You've right? got to so compete. You got to go out You got to
1: compete, Texas. Look, Texas and Houston went right to the—in fact, Texas led the entire season, and then it got away right at the end. They lost the final day of the season, so they ended up as a wild card. But Tampa Bay routinely beats out the Yankees and all the money they spend because yeah. they play better ball. That's what it boils down to. Their so, young guys do a good job of filling in when called upon. This is going to be a year where the Potters are going to have to call on some players that you don't know who they are right now. But they, that's okay.
0: They have a they have a good captain and 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 Mike Schilt that can get them in the right mindset in order to take on that right. that task and that's I wanna, ahead of
1: them. Sorry, Tony. I want to remind everybody. Last year, the Diamondbacks' big off season move they traded Dalton Varsho to the Blue Jays for Lourdes Gurriel. Yeah, that's it. They didn't do anything
0: else. <laughs> no, they didn't. They did they, not they, do anything else. They, and let, they let the kids play. They added some some veteran pieces around it. And they just As the season said, went along? Let's let the chips fall where they there may. There were
1: two players. I looked at the Arizona Diamondbacks' opening day lineup last year. Two guys ended up in the minor leagues. Jake, Jake McCarthy, McCarthy and yeah. Rojas, the third baseman. Neither of them... Even made it through the season. No, Rojas got traded to Seattle. So, I it just it bears repeating, man. Just get it done. Get a hit with runners in scoring position, and it's going to make
0: your team a whole lot better, right there. Yeah. No. Indeed, the game has got to be played on paper. Now that being said, hasn't stopped the Dodgers from continuing to add to their team. (laughs)
1: They're they're not listening to anybody. (laughs) They're just going to go ahead and they're going to sign Babe Ruth tonight and the ghost of Mickey Mantle
0: tomorrow. Teoscar Hernandez, you know, do you remember the saying, you know, they, you know, you used to hear this a lot as it pertained to the Yankees, oh, they're trying to buy their championship. Listen, there ain't no question about it. The Dodgers yes. are certainly trying <laughs> they're to They're not going to apologize if they no. get it either because,
1: no. then we're looking ahead in a negative fashion, but saying that if the Dodgers win it all, they're going to deserve it because they're going to have to play the best baseball to win it all. Right. And I know people will, will under... Will underappreciate what they do by saying it's only because they spent money, and that's just—it's part of it. You got to have good players. We get that, but a it's big not, part of it is yeah. just playing the best
0: baseball. Yeah, it's not the end all, be all, right? And we learned that we learned that the hard way. Uh, last year, last year, yes, unfortunately. we did. So, yes, we did. We uh, sat
1: here for six months and bemoaned the fact that our guys that we paid all that money to were not getting we, it done.
0: We kept waiting for the engine to to, to start going and, and seeming like the Lamborghini that that had been bought but never got quite got there. The Lamborghini was a lemon, as they like to say. <laughs> it was with a the, lemon, uh, <laughs> as they like to say in the car industry. It was a a, a kit car, yeah, exactly. On uh, the flip side of that, here in San Diego, the Aztecs continue. To play some darn good basketball they continued that this weekend they pick up again tomorrow at san jose state and guess what the ap poll they finally took notice they got us all the way to 19 i've got a lot was not expecting 19 get that high i thought we'd be right at 25 yeah
1: they'd be like we'll throw you the bone there you go put guys. you at 25 Uh, Yes, the good news is they are 19. The bad news is there are still seven idiots out there with an AP vote who did not vote for them at At all. all. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth. That's the story on the Aztec situation in basketball. I think, as I said earlier, the best news of all is that Utah State is 20. Uh, Colorado State is also still in in uh, in the ranking. So now we've got three Mountain West teams. So the conference is starting to get overall. Some some respect and more importantly some strength. Cause that's the kind of thing you're gonna need as the season goes along. Because the Aztecs are gonna lose a couple. I hope they don't, but you gotta believe they're gonna lose a couple here, a few even in this conference. Yeah. So yeah. you know it's but it's probably not gonna hurt them too much because this conference is being finally recognized as good, which we know it is.
0: That is um gotta be Pretty encouraging, I, th- I think. If you've been watching this team play this season, they have done nothing but, in, in, at least in my opinion, get better and better each week. Um, t- in that game against uh, against UNLV, they stifled them in the first half, held them to 14% from the three-point line. I know. That's how they built that big lead. It ended up getting closer. The Aztecs won by 11, but... It was never. It was never in doubt.
1: No, eighteen to three. You start the game like that, and uh, UNLV was, you know, trying to battle back all night. I think they got within six. Yeah, might have been as close as they ever got. So, solid. Trammell continues to play much better. He's, he's
0: turning it uh, up.
1: Reese Waters got into the game, even though he was hurting. They didn't expect him to necessarily play. He did. Um, you know, and I'm starting to like the bench a little bit more. Yeah, they're starting uh, I, to find their way a little. bit. I don't bit. dislike it now when Ladie comes out and Miles Heine, number forty, comes in. Yeah. That guy gives you good minutes. He may not fill up a stat sheet, but he, he doesn't. Hard. He doesn't give you bad minutes. He does a good job. Uh, pal, P A L. He's a good, yep. good. Uh, been good off the bench, and uh, you know we already know that Tremell's coming off the bench normally. You, I, I like so they got some. They got some pieces. Miles Bird.
0: I like what they're getting from, yeah, Miles Berg comes off the bench. I like what they're getting from Elijah Sa- Saunders, too. He, I'm it, telling you, this it, team is just... a, a, it's a, it's a, it's not as obvious as it was last year watching them because there were so many veterans and, and you had a few guys. Outside of Ladie, you have a pretty, I think, you don't, there's no drop off when the, when guys come out.
1: No. I think they got eight interchangeable parts, very much like they had nine interchangeable parts last year. Yeah, they're not as deep year. as they
0: were last year, but they certainly, the guys who come in, there's no drop-off. They keep up the same how, work. How good of a job
1: has Brian Dutcher oh, done? Oh, my gosh. When you think about it, I mean, let's let's review who's no longer on the team. Keyshaud Johnson, one At of the Arizona. best transfers in all of college basketball. Yeah. Nathan Mensah, in the pros. Aguek Arope. We've all, we all agreed he's one of the best Aztecs ever. Yeah, Adam Seiko, who was easily the number best three-point shooter they had, and Matt Bradley, who was their leading scorer for the last year. All five of those guys are gone. Yeah, And yet they're playing better, I think, through 15 games this year than they were last year. I, I can't That's disagree really with
0: That's really amazing. It's, it's a, a testament to the job Coach Dutcher and his staff continue to do. It's, it's also a testament to... The guys who remained here, right? Because those are your culture setters, right? They've right. Been they get the new guys they, and tell them, if you want to play, this is what you have to do. And again, we we talk about this often. Coach Dutcher and his staff—they go out and get guys that fit the program. I mean, I, I think uh, I think the, the transfer and in, um, in uh, Waters gosh, in Waters, yeah, he's in nicely, in perfect. This is a dude who, who can fill it up. Added in fact to a six man in a year, he has fit in like seamlessly. Yeah, and you know what?
1: I, when, when this goes back to the coaching,
0: if he didn't, he wouldn't be playing. No, he would,
1: and they they stick with that.
0: Yeah, no. So just...
1: I'm really excited by this team. Tell I mean, me... 13 and two, as I said before, Tony, eight and seven, and sitting in fourth place, I would have been okay with that after what they did last year. But here they are again,
0: looking terrific. And if I'm not mistaken, they get two games. Next week, um, at, coming up, I know there's CBS games. They got one on uh, CBS Saturday. Sports. Is CBS national they got CBS national on, on Saturday. Saturday
1: again against New Mexico, and uh, they have a Utah State game that's national, I think, too. Now, how they get are, a
0: chance to see them? Yeah, how are our Lady Aztecs doing? They put a racked up a couple Ws. They here.
1: did. They lost one in overtime. Came back and won the other day. They're eleven and five, okay. which is way. Ahead of what I think the staff and everybody expected, because they lost like their top four scores more, from yeah. last year. Yeah, Stacy is came doing in, a good job. Came into
0: the, the this year with some injuries too. A I lot believe. of injuries,
1: and yeah, they had no point guard, and uh, one of the uh, power forwards decided or, or offered to play point guard. and Then she got hurt, so they they're doing a nice job of hanging in there. One more thing on the Aztec game. Yeah, I don't know if you're watching the other day but TCU in Kansas was the game before the Aztecs. I did see this. And it went to overtime, and I thought, oh, here we go, we're going to miss the first 10 minutes of the Aztec game. They switched away they from the tie game yeah. in overtime to <laughs> Take- show the beginning of the Aztec game. I was pleasantly surprised, but I didn't expect that to happen I at did. all. It,
0: it, 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 for me, that, that was weird. That happened. The game started, and then they showed that the Aztecs were going to be on CBS tonight. And the first time I was like, "Oh, okay, we starting to you starting to notice us a little bit over yeah. here now. How about that? Yeah, that was good. That they, was, they, I made, was they made you
1: go on the streaming to watch the end of the TCU Kansas game. That was a great game, by the it way. It was a great game. Great
0: game. They are like, nah, they, we want that We want that Aztec action. We want that action. Aztec UNLV <laughs> game on.
1: I was excited that CBS made that decision, but I certainly didn't expect it. You weren't it. expecting
0: it, huh? No. All right, let's uh, step away, get to break. We continue the happy hour when we return.
1: All right, it's early in the uh, national championship game, but I don't like the way this is starting for Washington. Uh, Michigan goes 84 yards on its first drive, eight plays, 69 of it on the ground, and uh, they finish it on Donovan Edwards' 41-yard touchdown run, 7 nothing. Washington comes back and uh, works its way down the field, first and goal at the 10, and then they misfire and have to settle for a field goal. Now Michigan's already moved the ball into Washington territory on the second drive. What I'm seeing early, Tony, way too early... Line of scrimmage belongs there, to Michigan yeah. on both sides. They're,
0: they're bullying yes. the the Huskies right now. And they're doing it, it almost exclusively running the ball, too, yeah. which is a more like middle finger to your face. And, I'm, we... and
1: I'm seeing when Washington had the ball, I'm seeing Penix kind of retreating as he goes to throw. So it feels like they're punking him on both sides. And there goes Edwards again. Donovan Edwards just ran 48 yards for a
0: touchdown. They, they untouched on that one. They knew the run was coming. They had everybody up there. They all get put hat on a hat and the hole was enormous. It was the same almost the same run as that. He runs into a pile, gets to the outside, boom, no one's
1: there. 41-yard touchdown. This was officially 46 yards. And Michigan already now 13 to 3 with the extra point coming. And like I said, Washington uh they don't look like they physically match up to Michigan at least uh, at least right now they don't. In the first 12 minutes of this game so that's the national championship uh you can keep tabs on it right after our show the scraby show kicks off should be happy that i said the name of your show thank you uh but you need to change it i can't at this point
0: and friends it's no there's no no friends i'm literally going to be the only person Uh, in this room
1: that's right (laughs) Matt Scravey from 6-7, to show debut coming up after our program is over. Don't miss that. Live coverage of every Padres game on 97.3 The Fan, now available through the Odyssey app. Wherever you are in the San Diego area, you can listen to every pitch of every Padres game on Odyssey. Just search 97.3 The Fan on the Odyssey app. Or tell your smart speaker, hey, play 97.3 The Fan. One of the players you'll get to hear this season, once you start listening to Padre baseball, is pitcher Michael King, he's among those acquired in the Juan Soto trade. He will make his first appearance on the Gwyn and Chris program tomorrow afternoon, shortly after two thirty. Don't miss it. Uh, I know you don't want me to talk about the Dolphins, but I got to cry a little bit more. I mentioned earlier Andrew Van Ginkel, <laughs> Jerome Baker, two starting linebackers going to miss Saturday's game against the Chiefs. Now uh, head coach Mike McDaniel says the uh, plan is for cornerback Xavier Howard also to miss this game. And they've already lost Chubb and Jalen Phillips, their two pass rushers for the season. I don't know how many teams can make it without five starters in the lineup in a playoff game, but Miami will attempt to do that against Kansas City. Not looking good, Tony. It's not. <laughs> not looking good. As, as much I told, as I want them to, to win and pull this out. You're rooting
0: for me, but. I, I don't think it, this is, this is not setting up well.
1: No, as I told Tony, I said, it's as a fan of the team, it's like my job to watch this game. But I feel like I'm just going to be
0: sitting there for three hours of yeah. agony. Yeah. So It's kind of, I'm not even going to lie, last night when, first of all, I didn't know the Lakers were playing the Clippers. But that was a thought I was like, man, do I really want to sit down and watch this the way they've been playing <laughs> the way and, they've been and, playing. And, yeah. But for that same reason I tuned in and it was they actually played. You were like, awarded. Exactly. For it. So it's it's like hitting a good golf shot. It's the it's just need one to get you coming back to watch the yeah, next one.
1: No, I mean if Miami somehow beats the Chiefs, I'm gonna be really excited that I
2: watched. But as of now, not looking too good. Um, it's going to be I, – I read something today that was going to be two below zero for that game. Oh Yes. That sounds miserable. And, and, I mean, that this
1: isn't a complaint because the Chiefs got to play in the same weather, and they're not exactly a cold-weather team either. But why is the NFL – they know the temperature there is bad. Why are they making that a night game? Why don't they put one of the indoor games at night? I'm. telling I mean, you, that's just that's being fairness to the players,
0: not they don't to care me personally. About fairness, they want prime time numbers. I got. T-
2: I'm telling you, it's all about the money. Peacock paid for what? the afternoon game on Saturday. You're going
1: to tell me that it's all about money. Yes, because Peacock never heard played, of that before. paid for that placement.
2: Oh. <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, Everything's yes. always about money. Of course yes, it is. Of course. And but do you think cool. that Peacock asked specifically
1: for the Miami-Kansas City game? No, but oh, uh, maybe.
0: I you bet, you no, never know. I, I don't, but what my guess is is there's some assurances that, hey, you're not going to get a a weak one for your first ever History being made, streaming game. We're not going to give you the gonna, worst game of the lot. We're not going to give you the worst one because we want you to keep coming back. We
2: want you to keep paying us. So, and, uh, so and we'll doing give you
0: it. we'll give you a good one on this one. They so, did.
2: ESPN's Monday Night Football is like, really? We got you guys give us the Eagles and the Bucks. That's what I think. That's kind of the 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 clunker. Of the group, <laughs> it, it, no, there's
0: no doubt that's the clunker. Yeah, so that's Monday night football. But Monday night football is used to taking on some clunkers. Every once yes, in a they while, are. So
1: Serious question. Is, they should give Al Michaels the clunker game just so he can complain about. not even get the call. Oh, that's question. right. Yeah. He, he didn't, didn't make get it. the call. Yeah, poor, poor Al's he been it. pushed out. He talked
2: Serious himself question. Right on out of it. He sure did. <laughs> yeah. Is Nick Sirianni on the hot seat? The head coach of the Eagles. Oh, I don't think so.
0: He's not on a hot seat, but people are going to love watching. Have loved watching this one in five period because he was quite. Uh, how should I say? Cocky. He was filling himself. Yeah, he in was a major way.
1: Yeah, yeah. They were yeah. ten and one. They were riding pretty high. Kind of like the 49 er fans have been oh doing my all God. season.
0: All season. So that, annoying. Like that we, we years.
1: We got them quiet for three weeks this week it when was they so, went into that little slump. Boy, was it, was it wonderful. so nice. It was so nice. You know, 49
2: er fans just like to celebrate their team. Dolphins fans just like to complain about everything that's going on with their team. Okay.
1: All right. <laughs> and the 49ers wow, just ben announced Howard. that there's five starters out for their playoff game. Our team's deep enough. I'm sure they weren't when they lost two starters. Early in the season, no, oh, no, not Blake Corum. They lost to Cleveland. They lost to Jack. They lost to uh, who else? The Forty Nine. They lost three games in Vikings. a row when they got two guys hurt. Yeah, they lost the Vikings. So don't tell me how deep they are, please. Uh, Washington punted. Michigan got the ball up they fourteen to three. Them. First play, about a sixty yard run by Blake Corum I deep mean, into Washington
0: territory. It's incredible. There's bro. all kinds of holes in this offense or in this defensive line that they are running they through. They are gassing them. Cheese. Are we
2: going to see what we saw last year with Georgia and TZ? It's looking that way right now. Yeah, it's, it's having the looks of that.
0: Michigan
1: has nine carries for 174 yards right now. Is that now. good? Yes,
2: <laughs> you it's know nineteen point three yards per rush. Yards of carry. I give the success to Connor Stallions for for finding all these holes during the game, so ah. that they can cheat their way to a championship. Ah. Uh, well, Michigan's
1: on pace to rush for six hundred and eighty yards. <laughs> That's <is> ridiculous. <laughs> that would be a winning total. One
2: dollar for every Shohei Otani million. That would that owed, uh, be a winning
1: total. Fourteen three Michigan. they just ended the first quarter. I think Washington would like a do over. <laughs> you but, think uh, it's too late for that. Uh we've got our interview of the day with our friend Dylan or not Dylan, Alden Gonzalez from ESPN. I was thinking of Dylan Hernandez, but Alden will be on. Michael King, Padre's new pitcher, joins the program tomorrow. Uh I gotta kill another minute here, doing us, <laughs> not yes, do, uh, uh
2: no, we could go now. You don't mind? No, because we, we had a good, lengthy talk with Alton. so. Okay.
1: We'll have that when we come back. Stick around. More Gwen and Chris on the way.
2: Ben and Woods
1: on The Fan. If you guys missed the show a couple weeks ago when we had Adam Jones on, he joins us live in the studio here on Ben and Woods. Manny was scuffling, and he got a text from you. What did you text him? Clean it up?
2: Hey, you got to clean it up, Manny. <laughs> he's just yeah, hey, he's a star. The way this team goes on his back, we all know that. He's hot. The team's going to be hot. I'm giving you all the credit. No, I'm the not. Man. Why didn't I think of that? I should have cleaned did, it why up. Why didn't I think of that? If you texted Manny, clean it up, he's going to slit your throat. Of course.
1: Listen to Ben and Woods weekdays from 6 to 10 on 97.3 The Fan. I'm just finishing up an apple, and uh, that's because I eat healthy now, and that's because everything changed. Why do you give me a commercial while I'm eating an apple? Skinny Chris here for SDFatLoss.com. They are the uh, gang that helped me lose 37 pounds. Eating apples had a lot to do with it. They told me that those are okay to eat. They'll tell you what you can eat as well, but you don't have to eat prepackaged stuff. Just follow the plan. The weight will come off, and it'll stay off thanks to their great maintenance program, 37 pounds and still feeling great, looking great, and enjoying the compliments and the fruits that go along with all of it. Start off the year right by calling this phone number, 858-665-3211. That's 858-665-3211, online at sdfatloss.com, and uh, get yourself a... Free private weight loss consultation. It's a great way to kick off 2024. SDFatLoss.com. 858-665-321. We'll go back to my Apple now while you call, because you've got nothing to lose but the weight itself.
2: Welcome back. All right, Jimmy, our Army veteran for four hundred dollars. Are you ready to answer the next question? Actually, I'm good. Huh? Well, I already earn and save $473 a year on average with Navy Federal Credit Union. So, yeah.
3: All members of the Armed Forces, all veterans, and their families can earn and save more every year with a Navy Federal membership. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA dollar value based on the 2022 Navy Federal Member Giveback Study. Spectrum Business is made to work like your small
0: business. Made to do it all with fast, ultra-reliable internet phone and mobile services. And made to work with a small business budget. Get 300 meg. We we'll talked about it a little bit earlier. Tiger Woods and Nike have decided to part ways. 27 years together, the relationship comes to an end. And leave it to ESPN to come up with the 82 winning shirts of Tiger Woods. They got oh, really—they a picture of every shirt he ever wore? Picture wow. of every shirt, are they, are every they all color. Red? Ever, uh, I, they're not all red. There Interesting. is there's a there's two there's like a green and there's a black there's a brown they're all kind of exceptions the green they all have some kind of red in it okay now the first one that he won was in a white shirt um, first tournament first tournament that he yeah. won
1: because he famously said I wear red because that's when I go for the win on yeah. Sunday he always wore red
0: yeah Masters was uh, red. The open in two thousand was red. Oh one was yeah. those I mean, are some, of, those of, are some his, of the bigger yeah. wins that he had. But uh, it's pretty interesting. They got like the whole color coordinated breakdown of the eighty two wow. victories that they got that he got in each shirt.
1: That is a leave it to somebody to do because that's it's <laughs> not
0: something I would go through it's and find. Said, but in the PGA, it says shirt colors were compiled from photos of each Woods victory, each of Woods victory, a sort and sorted by hex color. In categories of dark red, light red, burgundy, and non-red. Only final round shirts were used, excluding any sweaters, vests, oh, or jackets. Oh my goodness, they went <laughs> well, all out.
2: I'm sure that he probably wore a sweater when he won the Open Championship. It's a little cold over there. A little
1: chilly, but he eventually probably f- took it off and finished with okay. the shirt. I don't know. Well, don't they know. got a picture of every Open title he won, and you just said there's no look. sweaters. I'm going to go look, Open all right, You take a look at it. Uh, Washington held Michigan to a field goal. Thank goodness! Yeah, it was
0: about to get out of hand if it did.
1: Kind of isn't totally out of hand after that, but Michigan did kick the field goal. A minute and a half gone by in the second quarter. Michigan seventeen, Washington three. Uh, Washington's only had the ball twice. Michigan's had it three times. They've already rushed for a hundred and eighty yards. So it's it looks like a mismatch. So far. At least right now. In the national championship game. I've fallen for the banana in the tailpipe in my life before. You know, the last time I fell for the banana in the tailpipe on a college football game, honestly, was the day that the Aztecs played Houston in the Las Vegas Bowl several years ago. The first quarter, Houston went up and down the field with their speed and led 10 to nothing. The Aztecs couldn't gain a yard. Houston was too fast. It was just a joke. I remember my wife called me. On the sideline, reporting and said, "How's it going? We're going to get killed." I said, <laughs> "Well, Rocky Long figured something out by the second, second quarter. Yeah. Neutralized all of the speed and whatever he did, and the Aztecs scored the final what thirty-four points
0: of the day. You know why I remember? And blew that them out is so, because it's it's not often that an, in bowl season." I can call a teammate who who's playing against a, uh, my school. Yeah. Well, I don't get to do that often, but it just happened to be one that year. I had a teammate that they went to Houston. Oh, we had this conversation, and I proceeded to like turn my phone off after the first quarter because it was, oh, it, was it was ugly. <laughs> it was ugly. Yeah. Oh, but he got a bunch of calls from me by the end. You of by game. the end <laughs> of the game. Yeah.
1: Rocky Long turned it around, figured it out, and he had said before that game. It's going to take us a quarter to get used to their speed, and he was 100% right because it took them a quarter. But, man, once they got it, they had a great
2: day. Back to Tiger real quick. Uh, He wore a vest in one of his Open Championship victories, and he did wear a sweater in
0: one of them. They said that in shirts that were, like, multicolored, they chose the color that was more prominent. And as you can imagine... It was red. It's a cool project.
2: It just has a lot of qualifiers in <laughs> it. <does. laughs> it definitely does. No
0: sweaters, no vests. No jackets. No T-shirts. All right. Uh, let's get to our interview of the day. Alden Gonzalez joined us earlier to talk about the Padres and some of the things that that team up north is doing. Let's check some traffic first.
1: Let's go out to uh, the phone lines. We are so happy to be joined right now by one of ESPN's best and brightest uh, frequent contributor to the show, Alden Gonzalez. And Alden, uh, Scraby said uh, he is going to pay you what you're asking for to be on the show, but it is going to be in deferred money. (laughs) You will get the checks beginning in 2075. How are you, sir?
3: I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I don't know how I feel about (laughs) it. Thank you, Alden.
1: Well, deferred money is apparently the way the Dodgers are doing this. Uh, Can you explain to a certain extent how they've gotten everybody to buy into this and why haven't other teams or are other teams doing it we just are not aware of it?
3: Other teams do it, definitely. Uh, I just think we don't pay – I think, one, we don't pay as much attention to it as we do with the Dodgers right now. And I think, two, uh, nobody has ever come close to deferring as much money Uh, as Shohei Otani did, which was basically 98% of his contract. So that's unprecedented, and I don't think it'll ever happen again. The Shohei Otani situation was a unique um, kind of combination with a player who was worth that much money but also make so much money off the field mm. that if he really does want to win, and I think this showed his commitment to winning because it was his idea to refer that much, uh, then it's kind of what made sense. Um, but when you're asking about just why they would do something like that, I mean, it's, it's very obvious. Uh, it's not unlike what the Padres have done these last couple of years with some of their contracts that are just sort of backloaded. Um, this lowers the commitment on a year to year basis. Uh, it lowers the amount of money, uh, toward the collective, uh, um, competitive balance tax. And that's, you know, that's the big number for high spending teams like the Padres, like the Dodgers, who are trying to get under a certain threshold and sort of maximize some of their flexibility. But I will say, just because the Dodgers are deferring, what is it? Uh, I forget at this point, but whatever it is that they're deferring for Shohei Otani, they're paying a, and, salary of $2 million each of the 10 years that he plays for them, um, they still got to account for their CBT, uh, whatever the present-day value of that contract is. So it may not be an AAV of $70 million every year for Shohei Otani, but it's still 40 million. Dollars. So it's still a hefty sum. It's just not as big as it would have been uh, without so many deferrals.
0: Alden Gonzalez joins us here, ESPN. And, and Alden, you know, you and I talked about it. You cover both the Padres and Dodgers a lot and you talked about it during the season, it seemed like the Dodgers had made up their mind last offseason that they were going to go this route for Otani. But at what point of the calculation did they then believe that they'd be able to do as much as they've done in this offseason? Because um, signing Otani to to a deal is is one thing, but adding the Yamamoto and then Hernandez today uh, seems like – I don't know, that they stumbled into this? In some ways, Tony, they kind of did. I mean, sometimes you'll have
3: off seasons like this or you'll have uh, points in the calendar where like, things just kind of break your way. And then there will be lulls where you're going after guys and you finish second, third, fourth, to, it seems like every single one of them. I, I don't think there's anybody within the Dodgers front office who thought it would be realistic that they would be getting Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And, I mean, all, even though he's not that caliber player and not that caliber price commitment, Tosca to Hernandez in the same offseason. I will say, though, that Andrew Friedman has been in Japan often. And, you know, he's been enamored by Yoshinobu Yamamoto for a long time. And the Dodgers' ownership and their front office have been enamored by Shohei Otani for a long time. And when this offseason began, that was their ideal. Those were the two top players on their board. That's who they wanted to sign. I think Shohei Otani deferring as much money as he did with the caveat that I'm doing this so that you could build, so you could sign more players, I think that pushed them even more so to get somebody like Yamamoto. And then when you look at somebody like Teoscar Hernandez, look. The Dodgers are probably going to exceed the highest luxury tax threshold uh, this season. And when you're doing that, there's no such thing as a bad one-year contract. They're paying Tosca Hernandez $23.5 million. That's a lot of money, but it's for one year. They're already in that realm. They wanted a right-handed hitting corner outfielder. There is not much offense on the free agent market, and they got their guy. And I'll tell you this, they're not done. They need another starting pitcher. They're going to get another starting pitcher. It's probably going to come via trade. They have a lot of assets to trade. and It's going to go down as one of the most incredible off-seasons ever, but I don't need to remind you guys that <laughs> off-season headlines doesn't necessarily mean uh, on-field results. I'm sorry to bring that up.
1: Yes, we know very well. Alden Gonzalez, ESPN, is with us. Padres did all this last off-season. And uh, look where it got them. Uh, I, I do want to, you know, the the Otani thing we could talk about, because I'd like to go back through and, you know, how did it end up happening at the very end when it looked like he might go to Toronto, et cetera. But I don't want to miss your opinion on what the Padres' situation is like right now, Alden. I mean, it, look, they spent a lot of their money last year. They've traded Soto to try and get some depth in their pitching rotation, is there anything out there in the free agent market that you think makes any sense for a team that's looking to to play it a little more close to the vest this year?
3: Well, Cody Bellinger makes a lot of sense, but they're not going to go after right, him. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, they desperately need outfielders. They ideally would get a left-handed hitting outfielder. They definitely need left-handed bats in their lineup. There's just outside of a Cody Bellinger. There's just not much there. I think. Missing out on Jung-Hoo Lee, um, I think that was a big blow for them because for whatever uncertainties there is with somebody coming over um, from the Far East to play in the United States, uh, I think he would have been a really good fit for them and what they're trying to do. And outside of him, I just don't see a ton. I mean, Eddie Rosario seems like an intriguing candidate as a corner guy. Um, I I think the Padres have done a good job, A.J. Prutter specifically. Yeah. They've done a good job of doing what they needed to do, which was they needed to free up payroll space. And we talked about this before, I'm pretty sure on this show, that Juan Soto was their most efficient path toward doing that. I think they're on track now for an opening day payroll of about $150 million. And I will say, fans probably didn't like it because it didn't have big names, but they did a nice job of getting the pitching depth that they needed and also the catching depth that they needed in the Juan Soto trade. Again, the Yankees are only going to get in for one year, right? So you have to temper your expectations there. So now you take a step back and they got a ton of holes still on their roster. I think they got five spots open on their 40-man roster. They freed up. They're they're at about $150 million. I don't know exactly what their budget's going to look like, but they have some maneuverability there. I just don't know where they go. On the major league roster, it's hard to see guys that they're going to trade that could bring back really good assets outside of maybe a Hassan Kim, who you need. Yeah. And so they might have to trade from their farm system, which they have some intriguing prospects. And look, AJ is really creative, and I'm sure he could do something there. But when I look right now, like the guys who are really going to make a difference, it's just hard to see where they get the left-handed hitting outfield that they need uh, and where they get the starting pitching that they need. I still think they need more starting pitching. I mean, there's a lot of questions, even with you, Darvish and Joe Musgrove going into this season. Um, I would think that they're far from done. It's just hard for me right now to pinpoint where exactly they're going to
0: that Yeah, and and that brings you back to where you ended with the Dodger conversation, right? It's probably going to come via trade at this point. And the question I have, is it more likely that that trade happens before spring training? Or is this a deal where A.J. Preller, where we've seen him do this before, will go into the season, kind of figure out what he needs Exactly, and then deadline time comes, he he comes up with a deal at that point. You think it happens before or around that time?
3: I, I think it's both, okay. honestly. And, and I think the holes are so pronounced still that they still need to do more yeah. before spring, spring training report date or even just opening day. And, and I think you're definitely going to see that they're going to try to answer some stuff in season and, and what they can't get. And, and then where they have holes, they'll reassess in July. Teams do this all the time. But I think just to field an adequate roster right now, I think they need a little bit more starting pitching. And they need outfielders. They need to find outfield help somewhere. I do wonder, though, and, and Tony, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, but um, Tatis has been, I guess, pretty adamant. Maybe that's too strong a word. But he wants to stay in right field. And he was a really good right fielder last season. Right field in San Diego is a difficult place to play. Um, But I wonder about... I think there's a conversation to be had about shifting him to center field anyway, simply because it's so much easier to find corner outfielders than there is to find a premium center fielder. And that's what Tatis can be. I wonder if that ends up being part of the calculus just because of availability.
1: Wouldn't put it past him. Alda Gonzalez, uh, our ESPN guy on baseball, Um, you know, I think most of us don't feel like that'll happen. But I think you bring up an intriguing point. I mean, they've got to find something in the outfield. Blake Snell uh, still out there, available on the free agent market. We hear him tied, you know, to the Yankees and everybody else who's got a lot of money. You know, with the with the with the money Yamamoto made, is it possible that Snell is just not going to get that? Even though he's a two time Cy Young Award winner, or is somebody going to have that kind of money left over for him?
3: I think somebody will eventually have that money. I don't think it's going to be Yamamoto level. Because remember, Yamamoto signed a 12-year contract. He signed for more than $300 million. Real
0: quick, real quick. Um, do you think Do you think the Yamamoto deal, being as high as it was, has slowed Blake Snell's process down?
3: I don't think so. I think Yamamoto it was in some ways in a different category because of the age thing. Because being a 26-year-old free agent starter is very different from being a 30-, 31-year-old free agent starter. I think... I think there there might be two forces at play here with Blake Snell. One is Blake Snell just won his second Cy Young Award. There are not a lot of dudes who've been able to do that, especially not for two different teams. This is his big payday, and understandably so. He wants his big contract up there with the biggest starting pitchers in baseball. And I think, two there's some pause there. Number one, because... Blake Snell, even in his Cy Young season, is not somebody who consistently pitches really deep in a game. He, got, he pitched beyond the sixth inning only three times this past season. For as brilliant as he was, he's not consistently pitching deep in a game. I think also there's just, you know, and I wrote about this recently, you know, with the uh, uncertainty over the RSN situation, there are a lot of teams who at the very least are claiming that they don't have as much money to spend. And also when you look at the fact that he's represented by Scott Boris, Scott Boris is not shy about waiting and dragging out free agency to get his clients the money that he feels like they should get. I think the Blake Snell situation could take a little longer. I wouldn't be surprised if Cody Bellinger falls into that category too. Maybe even Josh Hader, who's not a Boris client, he's a CAA. um, Because I don't know that that money is there for them right now. I think eventually it could be there, but he might have to wait that out.
0: Well, that's uh, it's
1: crazy. That's a, t- that's a tough spot to be in. Last thing, real quick, Alden. We got it to you for another minute, so I want to maximize the time. I will say, you'll be
3: fine, though. Eventually, you'll be okay. he will, <laughs> he'll he be, he okay. will he'll be fine, Tony. <laughs> don't worry. We're
1: not going to worry too much. The Diamondbacks were in the World Series last year. Is there is there any sense that the Dodgers really don't need to? get this many all-star players. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you see the teams that keep making the World Series and they're not the ones spending the most money. Is there is there any sense that baseball can still be won by the team that just plays the best ball?
3: There's always that sense. I mean, it's just the nature of the sport. And I think teams in general, but the Dodgers especially, have been banging their collective heads against the wall to try to figure out – what it is that wins out in October when the sample sizes get shrunken and random things can lead to you advancing. And I'm not trying to take any credit away from the Diamondbacks. What a great run and are a very well-run team. Um, but the playoffs have evolved into a crapshoot, and that's especially the case now with more and more teams in it. Um, that's always going to be the case. It's going to be who's playing the best in October. That's it. I will say, though, um, and this runs counter to what you were asking me about. I do wonder, although the Dodgers probably wouldn't admit this publicly, if back to back years losing in the division series, first to the Padres team that they basically owned during the regular season, and then to a Diamondbacks team that they were supremely better than, getting swept by them, I wonder if that pushed them actually to just get as much top-flight talent as they can. Because if there's one thing that doesn't ensure October success at all, but maybe gives you a better chance, it's elite-level talent, the kind of talent um, that can thrive in the high-pressure moments of October that could help you win the small sample sizes. This is an off-season unlike any of the Dodgers have ever had. And I wonder if what has happened in October in the last two years push them to be even more aggressive
1: uh, than they would have been. Alden, you are the man. You are the the, uh, MVP of uh, this stuff. We appreciate your baseball knowledge, and uh, happy New Year to you, and look forward to catching up with you soon. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Alden.
0: Alden Gonzalez, always on time.
1: Appreciates our time. Yeah. That was nice
0: of him. I know, right? He on our show Nobody he appreciates, appreciates our, our time. <laughs> hey, he has a good conversation. It was. Very uh, good. Alden, always uh, a, a good person to get some good information from. It's five minutes away. What's that? Clock is ticking. What's five minutes? The oh.
2: Scraby Experience! <laughs> are you ready, scrape? I should hate you guys, but I can't because you guys are doing something nice in a weird way. Are you we ready, can't scrape? wait for it? I'm ready. I'm out ready. ready baby. I to get out of here. Get in my get in my car to drive home so I can hear the open. Oh, don't worry, you're going to get lost on the way because there's no way out
0: of this place. <laughs> oh boy, that's actually, be part of the show. Out is easier
1: than getting in this place. That's gonna be part of the show. Seventeen-three, Michigan, and they're driving for more, more running second quarter. They look way too strong for Washington. If this game goes the other direction, it'll be a major surprise. Agree. <laughs> yeah. Did they
0: just bring another quarterback in? I, I think they, they just did. ran a little
1: wildcat just for fun. Guy gained like 26 yards. <laughs> it's
0: been yeah, one of those type of games so far for, for the Huskies. For yeah. sure. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a good night.